Get ready for your daily dose of Tuttle. The all-time greatest uh, intern slash producer we've ever had, of course, Tuttle. Tuttle in Florida. It's Tuttle's Daily Podcast. Welcome to another edition of the Tuttle Daily Podcast. Hope you guys are having a great Wednesday so far. I gotta tell you, man, I don't know what you guys are doing, but I have to thank you. I gotta thank you from the bottom of my heart because when I first started this podcast, I didn't have a lot of people that were downloading it at first. And I gotta tell you, it was kind of discouraging. It was. I came from an industry where you had a lot of people listening all the time. Yeah, we got ratings. We got ratings all the time to be able to see how we were doing. The rating system in terrestrial radio is not fair. It's not fair at all. It really isn't. If I described and and told you how the ratings are done in regular radio, it would blow your mind. He was like, how the fuck is that even close to being fair? So yeah, it was a little discouraging because I could see the numbers on a daily basis and see how many people were listening. And it wasn't a lot, guys. It was not a lot. It started to make me second guess myself on why am I even doing a podcast? I used to make fun of people that do podcasts and I can't even pull some sort of numbers. I wasn't even making the needle move. And then a couple of weeks, it wasn't getting any better. And I don't know what happened. I don't know who flipped on the light switch, but then it started growing. I started to get some traction and I started to get a little bit of confidence. But at first, it made me think, maybe I'm not as good as I think I am. Maybe it's because I was just on these popular shows with uh, Drew Garabo, Russ Rollins, Bubba the Love Sponge, and the various shows like Ron Bennington and Fez. Maybe they were the ones that were making me seem like I was good at what I did and the listeners just followed suit. I'm going to pull back the curtain for you a little bit. A good host, a great host like Bubba the Love Sponge. Drew Garabo, Russ Rollins, Jim Phillips. Can't forget about Jim Phillips. The reason why they are successful, yes, they're great. They have great opinions. People love them. They're charismatic. But the one trait that all good radio hosts have is that they're able to make and get the best out of the people that are on their show, like the co-hosts, the producers, the interns. That's their world. It is. And the hosts on radio shows are the ultimate salesmen. If they have somebody on their show that they like, that they think that the listeners are going to like, the host, they can pump them up, hit them on a pedestal. The host is like a point guard passing the ball, getting assists, and they can make anybody on their show superstars. And that's why they are great hosts. They can do it. Now, if you get on a radio show where a host doesn't like you and he has an ax to grind with you, Oh, he can pitch your dick right in the dirt and the listeners will absolutely despise you. So that is some of the doubts that I have sometimes because I've never actually been out on my own. Yes, I've hosted my own shows before, but they've been on other radio stations or other like offshoots. I've done it. I've done everything that you can imagine in radio, but I've never done this on my own hosting nobody else here with me. 
I got to do the show prep. I got to host. I got to set myself up for jokes. And I wasn't sure about it at first because of the numbers, the downloads that I was seeing. And then it just gradually started to grow. People were giving it a chance and then they were telling their friends. They were sharing it on their social media and it's grown because of you guys. And that's the only reason. Most of the projects and other content that I've worked on throughout my career away from the radio station, I've always had a place, a platform to be able to promote the stuff that I was working on. And it, and it helped. It helped out a lot. I'll admit, if I wasn't on the radio, I wouldn't have anywhere near the amount of followers that I have and supporters that I have on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, whatever social media it may be. It's all because... I was on the radio. Now, when I started this podcast, I didn't have that. I did not have a platform for me to be able to get a jump start right out of the gate. So I was a little discouraged when it first started, but I got to tell you, every day is better than the previous day. And I got to tell you, it has done wonders for my confidence. It does. And I know a lot of you guys out there work harder jobs than broadcasters. If it's TV, radio, whatever medium of media that it is, no matter what type of broadcaster you are, you have a very, very fragile ego. I don't know what it is. I. It's not that We've lived sheltered lives because we don't. And like I said, there are a lot more harder and stressful jobs out there compared to what we do for a living. But radio people do have fragile egos. And when things are not going right, you get down on yourself. You doubt yourself. You do it. It's just a part of the business. When we're out talking, when we're doing the content and trying to entertain people, we don't get that automatic reaction because it's just us in a studio and the people that are viewing us, listening to us, consuming our media, we don't get that automatic reaction like a stand-up comedian does. There's a big difference between talking on the radio and being a public speaker like a comedian. Because when a comedian is doing his set and he's up there, he knows if he's killing it or not. And now that can be a double-edged sword. It really can. Because there's a lot of radio hosts out there that think they are better than what they are. They don't get that reaction. They only get that ratings book every once in a while and they only get to see it. The public, yeah, you the public does get to see some of the radio ratings, but that's usually just for the, the stations and what they do is 12 plus. That's pretty much what they like to call from the cradle to the grave ratings. And that's not a true rating standard to be able to judge somebody by because Bubba, like a guy like Bubba, he's not going to get that younger demographic, that 12 plus, a show like Bubba's show, their demo is that male 25 to 54. And where they get their bonuses is with people, persons 25, 54, and that's men and women. There's like a lot of radio hosts out there that think that they're better than what they are because they don't get that reaction. They don't get those phone calls because a lot of these hosts, a lot of these radio shows, the producer will most likely tell the phone screener, hey, don't, no, no. No, 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 no. We we don't we don't want any of those bad calls to tell us that we suck. And that's something that I'll give Bubba credit for. Bubba the Love Sponge. I used to answer the phones and, and I already knew this from my time at working at Real Radio 104.1. I've been fortunate. I've been really, really fortunate because most of the radio stations I've worked on have been FM talk formats. There, there's not many of those around the country. And I got to work at the very first FM talk radio station 
station in the country, which was Real Radio 104.1. And that's something that I can always be proud of. But I've known about the call screener thing. I was shocked. And I was because the first time that I was answering the phone for Bubba show, Pantera, Pantera was like, hey, if somebody calls in, is mad at Bubba, disagrees with him, wants to call him a cocksucker or whatever they want to call him, those people go directly to the top of the line. And there's not a lot of hosts will do that. Oh, no. Hell no. Not going to happen. Most hosts don't want that confrontation. They either want somebody that's going to agree with them, back up the narrative that they're already pitting out, and that's it. And that's something I don't think you guys realize. It is true. Bubba takes the opposing phone calls because he knows that is good radio. But back to the stand-up comedian being able to get that automatic reaction to know how well you're doing. And us as broadcasters, we never get that. But when you get that reaction, when you're a co-host or an intern, a producer, just a personality on a show. When you can get the host to get that laugh, that belly laugh, you know you've done a good job. And it is a high. It really is a high. I talked about this with Jana Banana the other day. If you listened to the interview that I did last week, was I used to do a segment. I used to do a NASCAR report for Jim Phillips. I used to sit in on his show when they needed a fill-in. And the greatest feeling, more than getting paid, yeah, the money is fine because you need that to survive. But the biggest high that I've ever gotten in radio is when the host that you're working for has that belly laugh. And I got to tell you, a lot of these hosts, the really good ones, they don't give you courtesy laughs. So when you get that laugh from them, it's rewarding and it builds up your confidence. And I needed this, guys. Seeing my podcast grow the way that it has, it's made me realize that it's not the people that I've worked with, the shows and the great heritage radio stations that I've been on. Yes, that has helped. It's helped me tremendously and I'll never ever be able to repay those people that have helped me out through the years. And I know that I've been on a long rant. Hell, I've been chatting and blabbing on for about 10 minutes, but there's a method to my madness. And I'm getting to a point, guys, I really, really am. I think the reason why people here in our country, hell, all over the world, why they don't take chances, why they don't commit themselves to something, because especially here in the United States, we're a country of we need it now. We need instant gratification. And I think that's why a lot of people don't take chances, why people don't try new things, because they're afraid. They're afraid of failure because they don't see the results right away. I'll give you another example. I recently stopped drinking. I think I'm uh, over 10 months right now, alcohol free. I'm off all my psychotropic drugs and I'm healthier because of it. Yeah, when I first started working out, and I don't want you guys to think that I thought I was a fat ass or anything. I'm almost six foot one and the heaviest I got was 198. I got up to 198 because I was eating and drinking everything that I could and I didn't care about the consequences. But at the beginning of the new year, when I came back to live with my parents and help them out going through this pandemic right now, I made a commitment. I committed to myself that I was going to work out. In the first couple of weeks, it was hard. You're busting your ass doing all this work and not seeing any results. And then after a month, I started losing. I would weigh myself I was down 10 pounds. I was down to the low 180s. Then I plateaued a little bit. 
I got discouraged then. And then after a couple more weeks of me busting my ass, dieting and working out, I got down into the low 170s. And today I weigh 168. I've lost 30 pounds in three months and it didn't happen overnight. And I could have easily gotten discouraged when I didn't see anything happening, but I kept at it and I got the results that I wanted. We are a society of people that need results now. We need it now and we don't want to work for it. Yeah, we'll work for it. But when we don't see the results immediately, we give up because we feel like it's useless. Why am I doing this? I'm not seeing any results. But you got to push through. You do. And now that I kept my head down and kept working out and was determined to change my life and live a healthier lifestyle, I can see the results now. Am I where I want to be yet? No, I'm not. I want to be even better than what I am. And I'm going to keep working out because I've seen the results. So if you're listening to this, don't get discouraged. If you start something new, if you start a new job, start a new hobby, meet somebody new. Don't give up immediately because you might be giving up on one of the best things that could ever happen to you. For the people on social media that want to come at me and say, oh, you've been fired from so many places. Well, if you did your research, for example, I'm not saying anything bad about Bubba, Bubba Love Sponge who I worked with, did so much for me. If you asked him to give you an example of all the places that he's worked, he's been fired from plenty of places. That's just the nature of the business. It really, really is. So just because you're going to come at me and say that, oh, you've been fired a lot of times. Yeah, yeah, I have been. I really have it. And it sucks. It sucks worse than anything in the world, especially when you love what you do and you want it so bad and you want to be so successful. It hurts. It hurts when you get let go. And that's one of the problems that I've had in my career. I was at Real Radio 104.1 for a long time. I had a great run. I was there for 12 goddamn years and it sucked to get fired. And I took it personally and it hurt my feelings. I It really, really did. And that's why I lashed out. And that's one of the reasons why I can't go back and work at some places because I wanted it so badly. And when I was told I was not allowed to work there anymore, I took it personally and I burned a lot of bridges. And the last time that I got let go from the Bubba Love Sponge show, before that even happened, because you always know your day, your number, your time is going to be up with a show. At some point, it is. And I made that promise that if it did happen and when it did happen, I wasn't going to burn any more bridges. And I've taken the time since I was let go from the BRN to try to mend some of those bridges. Try to fix them. Not because I'm trying to get back and get hired with them. That would be nice. It would be great if I could get back at Real Radio. It would, but I don't think it's ever going to happen because I was an asshole and burned bridges beyond all repair. Now, me and Russ, Russ Rollins, we're friends. We talk a lot, maybe a couple of times a week, just checking in, saying hi. How's the show been going? Do you need anything? Because I did. I was an asshole to Russ. I was. And he did a lot for me. And I tried to make up for that. But what I'm saying is, and I'm getting way off track, but this is something that is very, very important to me. Because going back to this podcast, when I first started it, that I need it now 
need results. I need that instant gratification. Oh, it was not there when I first started this podcast. The first month, oh, dude, if I showed you the numbers of the people that were actually downloading and streaming my podcast when I first started, you would get discouraged as well, too, because it was fucking embarrassing. When you're accustomed to being on terrestrial radio, broadcast radio, and having hundreds of thousands of people listen to you on a daily basis, and you look at that number, it gets in your head. It does get in your head and you're like, why am I even doing this? And the only reason I kept doing it was because I wanted to stay sharp. I've said this, radio broadcasters in general are kind of sort of like athletes. If you're not doing your craft on a daily basis, you get rusty. You do. If you're not practicing and doing it, you get rusty. And that's what kept me doing the podcast. And I'm glad that I did. Because if I would have quit, I wouldn't be seeing the results that I am right now. And the only reason I'm going on this big rant I didn't know anything about podcasting. I'm not an idiot when it comes to what needs to be done. I know a lot of that inside stuff. I don't know all the details, but I found a hosting site. This hosting site that I've been using, a lot of people use it. And when I first started out, when you sign up, it's free. They host your content and then it gets fed out to all the other podcast platforms. And then people are able to download it there. But after a couple of months, they sent me, hey, you're over your storage amount. You're over your bandwidth. And by bandwidth means the amount of people that are listening on a daily basis. So I ended up paying, went up to the next level. It was only like $9 a month. And I was okay with that. Hey, it's a good problem to have because it means that people are actually listening to the content that you're putting out. So yeah, I paid that. I had no problem with that. And then as of recently, and I do not know what has happened in the past two or three weeks, whatever it is, I would love to know. I I really, really would love to know. You know, I'm one of those guys that doesn't have a lot of confidence, even though you hear me talking on the radio all the time. You think that I have a lot of confidence? I mean, yeah, maybe sort of I do, but it's to the point where I don't get embarrassed. It is impossible for me to be embarrassed, especially with all the shit that I've been through. It's kind of like hardened me up. My whole body, my whole ego and feelings are nothing but one big callus and I don't get embarrassed. So it's not confidence. Trust me, I have doubts in my own abilities. So I don't know what happened. It could be because I'm pitting out shows on a daily basis. Maybe it's because since the past three weeks, I've done a show every single day. I used to take the weekends off and I have not done that in three weeks. I have a consecutive podcast streak going on right now. I've lost count on how many shows I've done in a row. And I know like you're like, oh, you only do an hour show a day. Yeah, I know. I, I know I only do an hour show a day, but to do it every single day. Hell, I had a friend come over this weekend and you wouldn't believe how far 
that put me behind. But back to what I was saying, I've been doing better and better and better. And then at the beginning of this week, I went to go upload one of my shows. And then once it uploaded, because, you know, you see that little progress bar, you know, it'll read 25%, then 50%, and then it'll get all the way to 100%. And then when you hit the publish button, you get this error message. It says, you've run out of storage space. Now, I probably could just go ahead and delete some of the earlier shows that I've done because I'm on like 75 or my 76th episode, but I don't want to do that. I want my complete archive from beginning to end, from the very first show that I've done until present day. I want you guys to be able to have access to that. So yeah, You guys might have been with me since the beginning and you've heard those shows. But what about the new people, the new people that stumble upon my podcast? I want them to be able to hear everything from the beginning. So I had to upgrade my membership. Now, I'm sure there's other hosting sites that I could go to where I didn't have to pay a monthly subscription, but I don't want to do that. If I did that, I would be basically pissing away everything that I've gained since I started this podcast. And I don't want to do that because if I switch to another hosting site, I'm going to have to resubmit to iTunes. I'm going to have to resubmit to iHeartRadio. I'm going to have to resubmit to Spotify and the TuneIn Radio app. And I don't want to do that. And I know that I said that I wasn't going to promote my PayPal account. All my content has been free since the beginning. Because when you first start out and you're a new podcast, you can't expect people to pay for the content you're putting out. It's bad business. Nobody's going to give it a chance. So I'm keeping my content free. But for a while there, I was asking, if you want to donate to the cause, you could. You could do that. Because all the money that you guys have donated so far, it's in my PayPal account. It's just sitting there waiting for me to be able to buy new equipment, buy new microphones to make the sound better so I can give you better content. And that's what I'm trying to do. But now, since this podcast is getting more popular day by day because you guys are sharing it, that's another expense that I need to account for. And I could do it. And if you guys don't want to donate, I love this podcast so much that I will go out and get another job. I'll start fishing more during the day. Hell, I only need a couple of bucks a day to be able to afford my membership for my hosting site so I can keep giving you the content that you guys are obviously liking. I know a lot of people are going through hard times right now, especially with this pandemic. I know a lot of people are out of work. Hell, I think we're over 40 million Americans are unemployed. It's the highest it's been since the Great Depression. And that's why I have not been plugging my PayPal account. I just was asking you guys to help spread the word, share, and let people know about the podcast and the content I'm putting out. But if there's any way that you guys can help me out. I'm not asking for a lot, even if it's a dollar, because I see the numbers. I know how many people are listening and downloading the shows that I'm doing on a daily basis, and it's not gonna take a lot. Even if it's a dollar and that's all you could donate, I will be so grateful. And if you'd like to donate, 
so I can take care of that monthly fee so I can keep providing you guys with entertainment, that would be greatly appreciated. Like I said, this is a good problem to have because it means that you guys are liking the content that I'm putting out. And that's that instant gratification that I was talking about, guys. It took a while and I could have quit. I could have gotten discouraged and said, you know what? I'm not going to embarrass myself. I already have over 20 years of broadcasting experience and I'm not going to damage, which is already a tarnished career right now because I'm known as the alcoholic. I'm known as the fuck up that tried to commit suicide and got his ass fired from a great radio gig on the Bubble of Love Spun show. I don't need that. I could just go away, fade away into oblivion, sit over here at the Hobo Fish Camp and help my parents out, make a few bucks every single day with the fish hustle. But I have it. So, guys, I'm sorry to go on a big rant. I'm so appreciative. I'll never, ever be able to thank you enough. But if you can find it in your heart just to donate a dollar, if you can do more, that'd be great. You can do that by going to paypal.me slash Tuttle on the radio. That is paypal.me slash Tuttle on the radio. Nerd, radio personality, and hot talk satirizer. You're listening to the Tuttle Podcast. Tuttle's Daily Podcast is brought to you by StitchYouUp.com. For your embroidery, screen printing, vinyl, and direct-to-garment printing needs, visit StitchYouUp.com. StitchYouUp specializes in custom caps, shirts, decals, and anything you want to personalize. Whether it's one item or large orders, they can handle any size. Unsure about what you want? Let Stitch You Up help you with your logo design. Visit stitchyouup.com or contact them, eric at stitchyouup.com. Stitch You Up, definitely not your grandma's embroidery. All right, guys, I know that I've been promising this for a week now. I probably should have done it on Monday, but I was really, really busy. But I'm finally getting around to it where I can give away the hat, my hat, the guys, Eric, the guys from Stitch You Up. Check out their website, stitchyouup.com. And if you've been on my uh, social media, especially my Twitter, you've seen the hat. And later on, I'm going to give you a link because they are now available for purchase. So if you want to support the Tuttle Daily Podcast, go to his website, purchase one of them. It would help out the show. So now I'm in here with my mom. And I don't know if you can hear this. Hold on. See, this is everybody's name. That's registered. Now, for you to get registered is by either plugging and promoting the Tuttle Daily Podcast on your social media. I don't care what it is. Could be Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Reddit, LinkedIn, TikTok, any of those. If you promote the Tuttle Daily Podcast or share or retweet any of my posts talking about my podcast and the content I'm putting out, you're automatically registered. So all those people that did, I put their name. They're in this little box. See? I don't know if you guys can hear that. And I'm going to have my mom pull a name out. So, mom. How are you doing? Are you doing good? Great. Have you seen the hat? My mom, my own mom does not have a hat yet. She doesn't. I don't even know. She probably wouldn't even wear one of my hats if if I did. Here, are you shaking it up? Okay. All right. So just pull out a piece of paper and I'll read it. Hold on. All right. All right. All right. All right. All right. There we go. Hold on. Let's see who this is. 
Oh, yes, I actually know who this is. And and I don't want you to think that this is set up and I, I'm showing any favoritism because I'm not. But this guy is huge, Bubba Army. Jake D. Welder X3. Jake D. Welder X3. I'll be contacting you. Just need your address so I can send you your hat. The only thing I ask, I know you guys have already done enough by helping me promote and spreading the word on social media, but when you get the hat, if you could take a picture of yourself wearing the hat and send it to me because I'd like to post it because there's a lot of trolls out there going to be saying, oh, Tuttle, you're not giving anything away. This is just a ploy for you to promote your podcast. No, once you get the hat, and you don't have to do it if you don't want to, but it would be nice. Send it to me. Tag me, whatever you want to do so I can prove to people that I'm giving this hat out. Check out all my social media. I will be posting a link where if you don't win it, but you want one, you can go to stitchyouup.com and buy one of the Tuttle Daily Podcast hats. Questions? Comments? Concerns? Compliments? Or do you just want to tell Tuttle to fuck off? In any event, contact Tuttle. Tuttle at gmail.com. It's uh, Tuttle with two Ds, dumbass. Tuttle's Daily Podcast is brought to you by PocketPairClub.com. With Pocket Pair Club, you can play in live poker games right on your mobile device. You can also play in tournaments, at cash tables, or just for fun. They have Texas Hold'em and Pot Limit Omaha. Pocket Pair Club doubles the first deposit bonus. There's a daily $1,000 free roll and a $50,000 nightly tournament. And it's all certified by Gaming Labs. Use referral ID 411-507. That's 411-507 when you visit PocketPairClub.com. This is Jimmy G for Jimmy G's Autos. You in the market for a new fucking car? Come the fuck down. You in the market for a new fucking truck? Come the fuck down. You in the market for a new SUV? Come the fuck down. You in the market for a bus? I'll go out on the street, steal the cocksucker, then I'll sell the fucking thing to you. Oh, by the way, no shitbox trade-ins. We don't play that fucking game around here. Maybe your car's broken. Take it to fuck somewhere else. We don't fucking work on cars, we sell. This is Jimmy G's Auto. We're gonna put you in a fucking car today. Welcome back, guys. Tuttle here. And I don't know if a lot of you guys don't realize how historical today is. Yes. And I'm not even talking about the pandemic we're going through right now. Yeah, that's going to be written about in the history books for a very, very long time. But what I'm saying is historical about today is that it will be the first time in nine years that American astronauts will be launched into space from American soil. And I know a lot of you guys probably don't give a fuck about the space program. But if you grew up in Florida, especially the central part of Florida on the East Coast, if you were anywhere near Kennedy Space Center, you knew about the space program. My earliest memory of the space program was when I was in kindergarten. They used to take us outside all the time to watch the shuttle go up. And that one day, that one day they took us out. We saw the shuttle going up. It was Challenger. And we saw the Challenger explosion. And at the time, when you're that age, you don't know what really just happened. You know something went wrong, but you don't completely understand the magnitude of what happened. The space program in this area is so important. It's vital. Do you realize 
all the people that KSC and the and the space program and NASA employed, and not only the people that work for NASA, all the businesses around the Space Coast that rely on that business when they would have a space shuttle launch. When I was married, my wife, Kristen, was the biggest space nerd you'll ever meet. And we went out to a lot of those launches. And for the people that want to say the space program is not important, it is so important for us to be able to go to space. I know a lot of people laughed about Donald Trump. I'm not his biggest fan, but I think this whole Space Force thing that they came up with, it's a great idea. Do you realize the race to the moon? Us getting to the moon before the Russians did was the tipping point in the Cold War. It was. It was so important and vital. We didn't win a war. We didn't kill anybody. But it was a morale booster for the American citizens. And think about this. These astronauts, these people that you say are going up in rockets and shuttles, and that's a waste of time. Do you realize the guys that were training for Apollo 1, the original rocket that they were working on to go to the moon? Those guys died in a fire. They perished trying to get to the moon. I don't think enough people realize that. And if it wasn't for the guys on Apollo 11, Neil Armstrong, Michael Collins, and Edwin Aldrin Jr., you might know him as Buzz, those guys, they strapped their self into that capsule, got on top of that rocket, even though they knew about their fellow astronauts that died a horrible death in a fire, they still got up there and they did it. Those guys are brave Americans. So I think that today, is a very, very historical moment. It might not be done by the government. It's done by Elon. Elon Musk, a lot of you guys may not like him. I think he is a real-life Tony Stark. I know Elon is going to have his game on point today. Everything has been checked, double-checked, and triple-checked. Liftoff, the final liftoff of Atlantis. It was nearly nine years ago that Americans last lifted off from American soil on an American rocket. Do yourself a favor. If you're a space fan, go out to Kennedy Space Center and visit their museum because you'll be able to see that shuttle that took that last flight which is Atlantis. Ever since, the U.S. has been paying Russia to ferry astronauts to the space station. Now, for the first time, it's up to a private American company, SpaceX, to do the job. You know, they say the United States is the only superpower left in the world. But how can we call ourselves a superpower if we rely on other countries, especially the one that we fought in the Cold War, which is Russia, to get up to space? We can't be a superpower when we have no space program. Using a space capsule named Dragon, sitting on top of a rocket named Falcon 9. Inside, veteran NASA astronauts Doug Hurley and Bob Benkin. It takes a lot of uh, confidence and audacity to pull off a, a human spaceflight mission, but uh, you also need to be a little bit paranoid that uh, things can get complicated really quick and you need to be prepared for that. Now, I'm not trying to be a dick or anything like this, but Elon, for the most part, has a pretty good track record. Not a lot of bad things happen, except that one day I was out here fishing 
and I thought we were being attacked. The goddamn rocket blew up on the launch pad and it was the loudest fucking thing that I've ever heard. And I'm about 25 miles away from KSC. On a good day at the Hobo Fish Camp, if you look south, you can see the VAB. If you don't know what the VAB is, that is the Vehicle Assembly Building. It's where that they set up all the rockets and when they had the shuttle, that's where they put everything together. That's how big that building is. It's not the tallest in the state of Florida, but I think when it comes to sheer volume, it is the biggest. They have had problems, but I hope Elon has been riding everybody's asses because this could be bad for business if anything goes wrong. The mission, the coronavirus, has forced half the SpaceX engineers to work from home. The astronauts themselves regularly tested for COVID and isolated since March. We have been in quarantine probably longer than any other space uh, space crew has ever been in the history of the space program. Now, do you think any of these astronauts that are about to go up, yeah, they've been in quarantine, but do you think they at least try to get like a hand job or oral or anything like that before they went out? I think they would because they don't know how long they're going to be up there. SpaceX has been flying a cargo version of the same rocket to the space station for years. The company has suffered very public setbacks, but also racked up a string of impressive successes. And SpaceX was, of course, founded by Elon Musk, who also founded Tesla and once sent an astronaut mannequin in a Tesla into orbit around the sun. For this mission, astronauts Hurley and Benkin will sport new state-of-the-art spacesuits and arrive in, what else, a Tesla. Former astronaut Mike Massimino will be part of the Discovery Channel's coverage of the launch. I wonder if my guy, my, well, I could, I don't know if I can call him friend. I've talked to him a lot, but my buddy that I met while I worked at Real Radio 104.1, Mike Limbach. Yeah, Mike Limbach. He was launch director for most of the space program. So I don't know if they're using the NASA launch director type people, but if I was Elon, I would want to have Mike Leenbach in charge when I shot my shit into space. How trusting are you right now of SpaceX and its technology and expertise to get this job done? Uh, I'm very trusting of SpaceX. I have a lot of confidence in this one. Uh, I am not fearful for my friends. I'm very optimistic and uh, very excited about the possibility. As NASA entrusts SpaceX with launching Hurley and Bank into the space station and bringing them home safely again, NASA itself is now focused on a new mission, returning to the moon within four years. So these are different times, but it is also a time when we need to be doing amazing things as a nation and inspiring the entire world. And that's what we're doing. All right, guys. Well, I hope you enjoyed today's show. If you want to check out the launch, it's supposed to be going up around 4.30 tomorrow. Hell, a lot of you guys that are listening to this podcast, you could probably give a fuck about a rocket going up, but it's a big deal in this area, especially if you grew up in Central Florida. It is. All right, guys, I appreciate all the support. I hope you have a great day, and I'll talk to you tomorrow.
Thank you for checking out Tuttle's Daily Podcast. Be sure to rate, subscribe, and share the show. Subscribe to Tuttle's YouTube page, youtube.com slash Tuttle. Also, check out the Tuttle category at 315live.com. Follow Tuttle on all forms of social media at Tuttle, T-U-D-D-L-E. And email the show anytime, Tuttle at gmail.com. Additional imaging and bits provided by CCA Productions. Visit facebook.com slash CCA Productions presents. This has been Tuttle's Daily Podcast. Hey, yo, Terry, fuck going on?